Greetings and welcome to another edition of Harmonic. Tonight I have a fabulous guest, one of the best guitar players in the Bay Area, energetic, flamboyant, Evan Goldstein. How you doing? Brother, it's a pleasure to have you on my show. Thank you, man, thank you. It's a pleasure You're looking great, man. Thank you. I love your shirt. Thank you. Man, you're just, you're just, you're on fire already. <laughs> you know, Evan, I wanna, you know, I'm, I'm so excited that you're on the show, but I wanna ask you a couple questions about your life. Absolutely. How did you actually get started? What was your, what was the reason? How did you get started playing music? Man, I, you know, I'd have to credit all that to my dad. My dad's a phenomenal piano player, so I grew up listening to really cool music, and then he had this guitar. And uh, so he taught me a couple tunes on this guitar when I was about uh, probably six, seven years old. And then, uh, and then one day he comes home from work and he says, hey, I need you to help me get something out of my, out of my car. So I go outside and he had bought me this little classical con guitar. I have it to this day, nylon string. Awesome. And uh, that was about nine or 10 years old and uh, just kind of self-taught. And, 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 and it just grew pro progressively just like that? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and your first, like, you started taking lessons or you did it all by? No, uh, man, it's all uh, self-taught. You know, I started taking a couple years of theory in my uh, late 20s, early 30s. Mm -hmm. um, but up until that point, it was all just uh, listening, play along and listen and, and try and figure stuff lifting out. Lifting the needle up and stuff. Exactly. What was your first electric guitar? <laughs> first electric guitar I bought from a garage sale was a Sears. Was it? An old Sears and Roebuck, uh, yeah, little little uh, sunburst guitar with a couple of the slider switches. Okay. And a uh, little amp that was probably 10 watts and all it had was a volume knob. Was that the Electro or was it? It could have been, man, that was, Boy, I didn't know what I was amazing. buying when I bought that. Yeah. That is, you know, it's, it's so amazing that you're talking about a Sears guitar because that yeah. was such a big thing. That's how mail orders and things like yeah. that. Yeah. So you, you started doing that. Mm -hmm. What was your first band? Do you remember? Oh man, I don't remember what we were called. Uh, I think it was Celestial Dream. Uh, it was in high school, you know, maybe sophomore, junior year. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, man, that, that lasted uh, a short period of time. You know, we didn't really do much gigging. We got together, did some practices. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so that was about what age was that? 16-ish. Excellent, yeah. excellent. So are you from this area? Are you from around the no, Bay? No, I'm not. I'm from a town called Thousand Oaks, California, which is in Ventura County, mm -hmm. down uh, between Santa Barbara and L.A. Okay, I know exactly. So I grew up there, born and raised down there. And then when did you come up to the Bay, or you just kind of progressively just moved around? Or No, man, 1996, uh, I found myself settling in up here. Mm-hmm. When at an early age, and what were you listening to? Who were some of your influences back then when you were, when you were trying to develop... Who you are today? Oh man, anything from Bob Seger and Ted Nugent Boy, you to. Said uh, some great names right there. <laughs> Boy, did you say some great names? Right you know, uh, Zeppelin, uh, ACDC, that kind of stuff, and and uh, really got into the blues later on. Mm -hmm. Later on. Later on in life, yeah. you, you got in that. You know, you're. Um, I've seen you perform. Mm -hmm. You're an excellent performer. <laughs> you enhance your instrument. You make it come alive. What makes you? be the performer that you are when you're out there? What, where do you get that well of energy from? Where, where do you get all that? You know, man, it's, it's one of those things where I think I just leave it all off stage, man. Once I hit the stage, um, I'm, it's a whole different world for me, mm -hmm. a whole different world. So um, I love the audience, I uh, love to try and connect, 
but I just, most of all, just let myself go. You know, you connect so well with your audience. And that's one thing I wanted to ask you. Being at it, you have a cordless now. Mm -hmm. And that makes you just move around the room. Right. You look in your your people's faces, your fans' faces, and they just light up. How does that make you feel inside? Oh, my God, that's better than getting paid, man. That's mm -hmm. the... That's the ultimate, mm -hmm. you know, the mm -hmm. ultimate uh, satisfaction of what I do. Now, do you sing at all? Do you do any singing, no, or you're I just really don't. that you're singing through your instrument? Exactly. Now, um, when you're out there, how do you prepare yourself before you go on? What do you do? What do you What do you do for yourself? Obviously, you have a beautiful lady. I do. But, you know, <laughs> but, but, but actually, how how do you actually get yourself geared up? Ah, uh, it's just. Uh, I don't think I do any particular thing, man. It's just uh, from a moment of sitting on the stage, um, you're going out and you just get into a zone and, and you know you want to do your best mm -hmm. and you want to relax and you don't want to think. That's my biggest thing is just don't think. You just you just do. I'm a, I'm a feel player. I'm not a thoughtful player. So um, that's all I can say. You know, there's really no prep. You have what you call magical energy to me. Uh, as a performer myself, I see you and, and you have that magic that is just captivating. Wow, you thank know, you. You have <laughs> it. Uh, I want to go and talk about some of your set lists that you do. All right. Okay. Your opening number, uh, I seen a video of you um, at the Bankhead in uh -huh. Livermore. You opened up, I think, with Superstitious. Yes, we did. That song does for so many people. And well, it does for you also. Yeah, man, it's a it's a fantastic uh, Stevie Wonder tune, and uh, I actually heard uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan version of that several years ago. So that's where our rendition came from. Was that was that that version? Of was was from Stevie? Absolutely. Let's yeah. talk about Stevie uh, sure. Vaughn, Stevie Ray Vaughn. Mm -hmm. What do you think of him? Obviously, people miss him, but oh, tell me about you. You were like his lightning rod. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that very much. That's a huge compliment. Um, Stevie Ray Vaughn is is an epitome of all these great, fantastic guitar players. And he, he was just able to take all these greats from Freddie King and Buddy Guy and Otis Rush and anybody and everybody and, 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 and make them all his own. Um, so when you say Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, you're really talking about several fantastic, legendary guitar players. Um, 
but his phrasing and his um, his tone. Um, and if you listen to some of his interviews, he's uh, when I was when I was younger, man, that was one of the things that stuck to me. And it was like, I only get in trouble when I start thinking. You know, I just don't think when I play. And uh, and, and you apply that, and it and it works. So. You talk about Stevie and you talk about not thinking. Is that freedom to you? When you're on stage, or you, you just feel free you're Absolutely. flowing? Absolutely, yeah. That's the, yeah. And it's real hard for people to understand that, don't you think? It's very just, hard. If you don't experience it, mm-hmm. you, you, you wouldn't understand mm-hmm. it, you know? It's, it's, a, it's a thing that, um, that you do, so you do it in a way that you're so flamboyant, and what, I want to get back to that point. Not only are you a great guitar player, but you're flamboyant. You have so much joy in playing, <laughs> and it's captivating, and it captivates all of us. When you're weaving in and out of the audience, you're not second guessing yourself when you're playing, are you? Mm-mm. You're just you're feeling it. No, I'm watching where I'm going. I don't. I couldn't tell you what I'm playing. If you asked me to play that again, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> great, jazz, like a great jazz musician. That's that's, that's really right. that's that's really cool. I'm gonna throw some names at at you right now, and I just want you to just expound on them a little bit. Okay. Um, Guitarists, hmm. uh, Jimi Hendrix. What did you, as a guitarist, give me a little bit about him, how did you feel? Legendary, innovative, I mean, uh, um, Do you do any Hendrix? Do yeah, we do, we do, uh, we'll play a couple of his tunes, we'll do some Red House, and there some Voodoo Chow, and there some Little is. Wing, and stuff, yeah, absolutely. Version. And, oh, you know, <laughs> when I was watching you do Red House, I was saying to myself, Jimmy would be proud. Oh, dude, that, that you know, Jimmy would be proud, because I've seen Jimmy do Red House. Right. And it, and when you did it, the first note, I just, you know, that, yeah. look at this guy. Wow. And your singer, um, what is your singer's name? Paul Dunn. You guys interact so well. How long have you guys been together as oh, Papa's Garage? I'm going to say three and a half, four years. Really? I've been together, yeah. And and the the cons- the concept of Papa's Garage. How long has that been going on? That's going on uh, close to ten years. Really? Yeah, I'd say between eight and ten years. Your concept? My concept. What is what is Papa's Garage? What is it? You know, what is, it, is it a tribute uh, to something? What is it? It's it's really not a tribute to anything. It's a it's a phrase and a name that I thought of and thought, wow, that would just be a cool name of a it's band. Totally cool, um, you know, we've gotten both. You know, kind of bashed for having a name like that, and then other times we've, you know, people have really complimented mm-hmm. having a name like that. So it's kind of that borderline. Um. You know, my my personal thing when I heard Papa's Garage, and then actually visualizing and seeing your videos, 
it's like a, it reminds me of like a house of licks. Nice. You know, you just you know, like all this, you're just taking down this and pulling this one down. You're in your workshop and you're being like a little mad scientist, you know. And I, and yeah. I just think it's totally wonderful. Um, so Paul's been with you. Yeah. Your rhythm section is brand new. Yeah. And how many? How many? You got other shows coming on, obviously. Yeah, yeah. We have some some cool shows coming up mm-hmm. fairly quickly. We're uh, a couple weeks. We're going to be doing an opening spot for uh, Systemonica. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a few local shows here and there. Uh, there's a new club out in uh, Antioch, Pittsburgh called EJ Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a lot of national acts. They called us and they got us coming in at the end of the month. Beautiful. So, Tommy Castro. Yeah. Tell me about Tommy. Well, you know, we got to play Tom with Tommy at that bank hit. Yes, you did. Uh, great guy, nice guy. That was a huge. Uh, that was a, a, that was that was huge for me in, in many ways. Um, but uh, playing, you know, getting opened up with him was. Uh, you get a chance to hang out with him or talk to him? Very little, but yeah. yeah. Tommy's an interesting fellow. Yes, he is. He's an interesting fellow. Hard knocks. Guy that I really like, and probably you all do too, uh, Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Eddie, what you, when you first heard Eddie explode on the scene. Well, <laughs> probably what everybody else said, you know, like... Wow, mm-hmm. um, uh, he another phenomenal innovator. Um, you know, really, really brought a lot to the uh, the whole guitar thing. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Floyd Rose and Kramer yes. guitars. Right. Um, now nah, he's uh, he's way up there, man, and and uh, unmatched. Unmatched. Yeah. yeah. Great word. Um, let's talk about you're talking about your tone. We talked about how did when did you know that you had the right tone, or are you still searching? Your tone's exceptional. Thank you. But. Tell me when you actually found your tone. Well, how I found my tone was real interesting because I used to play through a lot of boxes, a lot of stomp boxes. And then uh, I watched this one cat, uh, Kenny Blu-ray. uh, This guy had tone without playing through any boxes. So I thought, wow. So that's where I learned where a lot of tone is actually in your fingers. So I did that for a while. For a couple of years, I played with no boxes. And then I've kind of dialed it back in. So all I play through is a tube screamer. Really? Yeah, that's it. Your t- what's your setup? Tell I, us your setup. Okay, so I actually have two tube screamers back to back. Okay. Um, one is an older one, one's a newer one, and a wah-wah pedal. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go into the wah, into one tube screamer, out the other, and back out to the amp. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Your guitar. Tell me about your guitar. Yeah, I've got a couple guitars. Um, What's your favorite? My, main, my my favorite guitar is actually an SRV Strat mm-hmm. that I bought when they came out mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's relic. It's had a lot of work done to it. Um, it's actually having work done to it now as we speak. Uh, but that is the most comfortable. It's kind of a hot rod, if you will, because you really have to work it and you really have to get in and you know really get your fingers in there and really grind at it. But I like that because mm-hmm. that's where you get the feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other guitar I have, uh, I've got many, but the two I take to the shows is, is that SRV one and then one that actually Kenny Blu-ray made for me, a custom mm-hmm. guitar. And it's a really light, it's a Strat, mm-hmm. very light, it's a featherweight, I think he calls it. Um, and again, that's just got a great tone. It's got the fat frets and a good neck. and mm-hmm. um, So both those I can really get a good, a good feel for. So when you, when you <clears> say fat neck, what kind of strings are you using? Do you, do you use a... 
tens, uh, a standard st uh, mm -hmm. set of tens is usually what Any sponsor on that yet? No, man. You deserve it. Thank you. You deserve <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> you deserve it, man. And I, I, hopefully that maybe word on I for me, sure you? will, most definitely. You deserve it. Yeah. I, I was watching you when I'm watching you play. Um, you caress your guitar. Yeah, absolutely. It's really amazing watching you work for me, and I only stayed for uh, your one set, but it was it was really a treat. When you're when you're actually moving around, you're playing your set. If anything goes wrong, does it just go over your head? And you continue, or or like say if you bust a string, you wait till the song is finished, right? And then you'll oh absolutely back. yeah, you don't yeah. hold it up. Right? Oh no no no. Uh, with you and Paul, you five other strings. Yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Uh, when you when you're playing, you and Paul. Uh -huh. Who does your selection of songs that you guys want to do? I mean, you know, it's it's funny because we just had this conversation the other night, and 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 the coolest thing is to have a set list, right? Um, and depending on the show and, and what you're doing, sometimes a set list works and sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. So, um, at the show you were at a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. that was kind of a well, you got to kind of read the audience, of kind course. of a set list exactly. thing. So generally, we make a big list, mm -hmm. we call it our set list. And we're kind of observant to what's what's grooving with the audience and, and what's working and what's not. And then we just kind of modify it. So normally I'll be calling them out to answer your question. So you're calling them out right there, right right there on um, at the moment? Usually, yeah. Wow, but it's usually in a way that as one song's ending, mm -hmm. you know, you have your cues and mm -hmm. things that you do so that everybody knows to jump right into where. Where they're at, right. hopefully. Um, how often do you rehearse? Do you rehearse a lot, or do you yeah, actually at least do weekly? At least weeks, once a week, okay. yeah. and then you go do your show. Yeah, and then like okay, like do you have any? Are you doing any original compositions? At yeah, all? yeah. It, were they shown that night? Did you show them that night? We did. Um, yeah, there's a few tunes. Uh, Should know better. Wildflower. Um, it's actually our newest CD, which was released a year, uh, not quite a year ago. We're actually getting ready to go back in the studio, but a lot of our originals are, are on that, and that uh, CD's uh, Fuel for Your Soul. Mm -hmm. It's called Fuel for Your Soul? Yeah. Love it, love it. So you're, you're, so you're going to continue to intermix with old-time blues or blues, blues mm -hmm. rock? I mean, because you got that feel. You'll be going back and forth in that and also writing. Exactly, man. It's mm -hmm. it's kind of uh, even though we're doing classics and and originals, mm -hmm. the classics that we're doing, I feel, are more um, our interpretation of what they Most are. Definitely. So, um, so as long as we can keep going at that, that's cool. It's so amazing that you just said that because one of the things about uh, I'm reading Muddy Waters uh, mm. biography, and that's what he said. What's so amazing is like blues will always be there because there'll always be pain and happiness, etc. Absolutely. But he said. They're hoping, and there are, the interpretations, because every band has a different interpretation, and you do some really great yeah. interpretations. A superstition is just, is just to me, it's just like, it's like a wild song, man. I mean, if my wife was there, she'd be dancing like, you know, it, you just have that, it just, it just, it's soul. It's yeah. just, it's that feeling. What do you? What is the next direction you think that uh, Papa's Garage is going to go into? Obviously, you need like festivals and big stages, man. That's that's Good. what we're looking for. Good. We're uh, lining up with some new management right now and uh, getting getting things in line for mm -hmm. uh, a great 2013. But mm -hmm. uh, we're looking um, step it up a couple mm -hmm. notches. You guys play at a lot of wineries. 
Yeah, we do a few. Do they play yeah. good for you, or are they just? Are you playing like what? Are you playing like a, a normal three-hour set, two two hours? Depends on the show, man. It depends mm -hmm. on what they want. You know, sometimes some of our shows are forty-five minutes to an hour. That's great. Um, some They're are hour and a half, and then there's They're the few the of the you know three and four-hour shows that you <laughs> for longevity. <laughs> you kind of do for yeah stamina reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so when, what does Evan see for his band as far as you got a you got a great vocalist? Yeah, and you know Paul. Oh man, uh, yeah, he's and he and he's another guy that brings the house. Absolutely. Um, I, I just love how you guys work, man. It's just really. Thanks. I was waiting for him to do like a, you know, take out a, 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 a you know, like a handkerchief like Lewis used to do, Armstrong, <laughs> and, and you know, Dad, because he worked. You yeah. guys work. It. Yeah. Uh, what is what is what is it, like you said that you're going to get into bigger arenas and write more? Yeah, absolutely. Good. Yeah, we're getting ready to get into the studio right now mm -hmm. and uh, lay down a, another uh, ten to twelve Tracks. song CD of uh, I would say eighty percent original, twenty percent classic. Mm -hmm. Now, could you give a shout out to the audience? Um, what is your website so they could email you? Absolutely. Or, you know. T can you tell them that? We'll yeah. put it down too. Yeah, yeah. The website is uh, papasgarage.com. You can email me at evan at papasgarage.com. Uh, all my contact info is on the site. You can check us out at Facebook. Uh, like us on the Facebook Papa's Garage Band. I think it's Facebook forward slash Papa's Garage Band. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. No problem. You know, I want to thank. Evan, for coming on my show, but what's so amazing about this guy is you gotta go see him. You gotta go see Papa's Garage, you gotta get off your seat, because I'm getting ready to get off my seat and I wanna see him again. And just go out and see Papa's Garage, because this guy is really, really a great guitar player, great showman, and I'm so glad you're on my show. Thank you. Thank you so much. You are always welcome. And like what's customary, um, at the end of the show, we always give a kiss to all our female guests because our female fans, and it's always nice to give it out to our family and friends, and obviously, you can really kiss somebody right here on our show. <laughs> so here, she, here we go. He's gonna give a kiss to Beverly. Go, ready?